right, so we we kind of I kind of drew up this idea on the fly. I was like going to tell you something, and then before I started telling it to you, I was like, wait, no, we should make this a video. So I'm going to re basically just tell you a list of the Wrestling Observer newsletter, aka Dave Meltzer's professional magazine, the awards that the Wrestling Observer newsletter has done throughout the years. And some of these awards are really like just outrageous as you would think they are. And I thought of this idea because I was looking at Bray Wyatt and his history. And we know Bray Wyatt's not really a favorite of the Observer readers. So I was well, like, he is now. Kevin, Kevin, he is now because he's pulling your AEW. But continue, continue. Yeah, so I, so I went to think. I was I got to thinking. I was like, has, I, has the IWC always been like this? Or like the niche wrestling fan, the people that read the dirt sheets back in the 80s and 90s? Have they always been the way they are? And then I started looking at all of the awards throughout the years. I spent like, I don't know, 30 minutes looking at this Wikipedia page, doing a deep dive. And I was fascinated at some of the awards and most importantly, some of the winners of those awards. So I'm just going to like, just tell you some of these. How does that sound? Well, Kevin, Kevin, I think for the sake of the video, so I don't really know. I haven't done the deep dive like you have. You have this in front of you. I don't. Um, So what we can do... You can, like, say a category, say a year or something like that. And then I guess I, I as someone who follows the, the more mainstream style wrestling and knows that to a T in the WWF and the WCW and North American type wrestling, I'll give you my honest opinion and answer of who it should be, and then you can give the answer. So we'll do something like that, okay? Yeah, there you go. That works for me. So it, well, let's just get to it. It gets hot right from the start. It literally starts with the Luthez slash Ric Flair award. This is the wrestler of the year. They name it after Ric Flair because Ric Flair has won it like 10 times. And that's fair. Yeah. Ric yeah. Flair won it from 82 to 86. He won it 89 to 90, 92. That's fair. He's Ric Flair. He's he's the GOAT for a reason. Okay. No, yeah. no debate there. Then throughout, you know, okay, whatever. Throughout the early 90s, mid 90s, some Japanese wrestlers won it. That's fine. Down period for WWE. Now yeah. we get to 97. That's really where it, it hits you. 1997. Who would you think would be wrestler of the year in 97? This is the beginning of the Attitude Era. WCW, Hulk yeah. Hogan, Hall and Nash are running wild. Yeah, you've got Undertaker wins the, the title at WrestleMania. You made him at SummerSlam. You've got the, really the ascent of Steve Austin, potentially. You mentioned Hogan there. Sting. This is like the year of Sting in WCW. WCW is the, the, the most cool wrestling on the planet. Kevin, who could it be? Uh, surely it's Hogan. Mitsuhiro Mizawa won the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Wrestler of the Year in 1997. So you're telling me when wrestling's as pop culture relevant and mainstream as much ever was in 97, when WCW is near enough as popular as the NFL with guys like Hogan Sting leading the charge, it's who was that again? Mizawa. Mizawa from All Japan Pro Wrestling. He took. He okay. was the rest of the year ninety seven. So nice. Anyway, we move. Let's keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So ninety eight Stone Cold wins. Good, Fair enough. Good. The year is Stone Cold. Good. And nineteen ninety nine comes around. Who would you think would be wrestler of the year in nineteen ninety nine? Ninety nine. This is the year Mick Foley or Mankind really broke out. You've got like The Rock is hitting his you know apex. Triple H becomes a real big star. I guess you could say Steve Austin. He was good for about nine months here. Someone like that, potentially WCW, still maybe DDP, Hogan, something like that, maybe? Yeah, and then it was Mazawa again. <laughs> so, Bruh. yeah. Bruh. Bruh. Come on now. Yeah, and then, Come on now. <laughs> and then in 2003, 2004, and 2005, 
a wrestler won the same he will know award for three years in a row. And 030405, oh, yeah. that's especially so Benoit. It'd be, H. it'd be Triple H if they won three straight years because he was on top three straight years. There was no one really as good as Triple H was at that time period as far as, I guess, stardom, notoriety. Maybe Brock Lesnar potentially could be Brock. I don't Something like that. Yeah, there's Benoit. Benoit had a big year in 04. Like, you would think Benoit would win it because he's kind of like everyone. He's like what everyone that, that reads that magazine loves. Or Kurt Eddie, Angle. Eddie, Eddie in 04. Angle. Yeah. yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Kurt Angle. Yeah, no, it was Kenta Kobayashi. Or Kenta Kobayashi. He won it three years in a row from 03, 04, 05. So apex of ruthless aggression when, once again, wrestling's still extremely popular. To choose the term that you love, mainstream, you've got those big stars, Triple H, Brock, et cetera, et cetera, as you just said. And it was who again? It was Kenta Kobashi. Right. Okay. Uh, I think uh, we, can, we, can, we can see a bit of bias here, but continue, continue. Yeah, you know, from, from my perspective, Eddie Guerrero was like, Eddie. it was the year of Eddie in 04. And then you have what Batista had at an iconic 05, but I guess Kobashi was the best wrestler. That's fine. Uh, then, you know, 06, Mystico wins it from CMLL. Okay, 06 was a weird year. Uh, 07, yeah. John Cena. 08, 09, Chris Jericho. 2010, Cena. And then 11, 12, and 13 is the year oh. of... Huh? Yeah. yeah you, that'd be punk, right? Yeah, you would think it'd be CM Punk. You would Wait, think. what? I'm sorry, what? 11, 12, 13. They give me... I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it wasn't, what? wasn't Punk. So, so recap here, 11, 12, 13. This is The Rock's return in 2011. Then we get Rock versus Cena once in a lifetime. Then we get Down Bad Cena. And then we get Rock versus Cena 2. Meanwhile, Punk is literally on top. He's literally champion. Like, basically all three of those calendar years. He's yep. predominantly champion. Yep. Uh, no, Hiroshi Tanahashi was your winner of Wrestler of the Year in 11, 12, and 13. Right. Well, well, this is the thing. Like, I guess the, the argument is that he had more really good matches. I guess that's what constitutes it. I guess, you know. But just like, yeah. come on, come <laughs> on. Like, it, it's Apex of Punk, twenty eleven, Pipe Bomb, Summer of Punk, what have you. Twenty twelve, he's champion. The full calendar year, twenty thirteen, loses the title and has these god tier matches against Rock, Undertaker, Lesnar. Like, come on, fam. Come on. Oh yeah, exactly. Then yeah, I mean then it's. Nakamura wins it the next year. I thought Brian was a lock in 14, but, eh, you know, then 15, 16, AJ Styles, no debate there. 17, Okada. 18, Omega. 19, Jericho. 2020, Moxley. No shockers there. Then we go down to most outstanding wrestler. Uh, nothing too crazy here. Angle won it a bunch of times. Benoit won it. Daniel Bryan has basically won this award. Like, I think he's won it the most. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that'll, be the, that'll, be the Brian, that'll be the Brian Danielson award if it's already named that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't have an official, like a nickname, but yeah. Brian, I think Brian's won it more times than anyone. But he won it 06, 07, 08, 09, and 2010. So he didn't even win it the year that he was the most outstanding wrestler from a mainstream perspective in 2014. Well, no, because he wasn't having 60 minute matches kicking Roderick Strong in the head for real. But anyway, go on. Yeah, you think uh, like 06. You look at 06. The most outstanding wrestler, I mean, how could it not be Edge, right? Well, like, the wrestling machine, Kurt Angle, that was his bit at that time. Right. Um, 
Yeah, how is it not one of those guys? But instead, it's Daniel Bryan, who's like, this is before Ring of Honor even had any kind of notoriety. Yeah. Weird. Right. Yeah. Interesting. You know, then there's Omega wins that a bunch of times. AJ's won it a bunch of times. Osprey. No surprises. No surprises. Yeah, Yeah. no shock. No shocker there. Uh, Tag team of the year, just quickly, I'll say Morrison and The Miz won it in 2008. Embarrassment. Ew. Ew. Move on. <laughs> uh, this is basically the Young Bucks Award. The Young Bucks have won it from 2014 to 2018. So that was what six times, five times in a row. And they'll win it again this year, no doubt. And they I'll won it in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So while the Usos and and the New Day are like having this epic tag team match after tag team match, great tag team feuds. You've got Jimmy Uso mentioning Xavier Woods triple threat match with Brad Maddox and Paige on live television. <laughs> None of that means anything to the Wrestling Observer readers because the Young Bucks... No, because no, because the Young Bucks had great juniors tag match with Gorillas of Destiny and, and Big Japan Pro Wrestling in 2017, Kevin. So shut up, you know nothing. No, don't forget no. how crisply they kissed Adam Cole on the cheek. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so best on interviews I don't think there's anything really crazy here really the only funny thing about this is that McGregor won it in 2015 16 and 17 like that's how down bad WWE was yeah I'm surprised they didn't do that to like Nakamura or something to be fair. yeah for those of you who don't know they, they do interviews they, they, they do MMA awards and they count MMA like MMA qualifies for like every award like box there's, office best interview and stuff like that that just that that I don't even know. They're, they're trying to be like a legitimate media agency by covering legitimate sports as well. But yeah. legitimate okay. pal. Uh, so here's here's another one where it gets really just wow. Promotion of the year. This is like ri- this is ridiculous, bro. Honestly. Okay. Wait. So okay. So this is the Wrestling Observer Awards. Obviously, New Japan's gonna win it a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh wait. Well, so what year? What year does this start from? Out of interest. Uh, started in 1983. Okay, so that's about... 38 years. 38 years, yeah. 38 years. Okay, I'd say out of that... How how many times would WWE win that? Probably out of 38 years, maybe four or five, maybe, out of the 38? Is that too high or too low? Yeah, it's easier to just tell you how many times WWE won it than to tell you who who all has won the award. Yeah. Uh, No, that is too little. It's under. It's under four. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable! Um, wait, so okay, well, okay, well, WWE would have probably won ninety eight then, probably. Nope. Oh, for God's sake! Just, just okay. Well, what years they win it? What years WWE win this award? But you would think they won in like you would think they've won in like nineteen eighty nine or something when Hogan and Macho yeah. Man are on top, and like Saturday Night Main Event is the most watched the wrestling television program in history. No, they won in nineteen ninety nine and two thousand. That's it. That's the only time WWE has ever won promotion of the year. Wait, what? 99? Yeah, 99. As in the year where it was May Young giving birth to a hand and it yep. was Vince Russo literally with a crack pipe riding the most messed up wax off he could. That was the year they gave it? Of all the years? Yeah, it was drunk Vince Russo just throwing ideas at the wall and trying to outdo himself every single week. And that, that was... What's, what was promotion of the year in 1998? A uh, promotion of the year in 1998 was New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, for God. 
Yeah, the, the New Japan Pro Wrestling, by and large, has run away with this award. They won it from 2012 to 2019 consecutively. No surprises. Uh, they won it again from 1995 to 1998, and then in 92 and yeah, 87, 88, <laughs> and uh, yeah, 98. The objectively, the best year of WWF has been. Wow, that's that's something. That's or 2001 as well, another great year, or not 2001. I'm sorry, 2002, another great year for WWE. No, and even then, 2002 is like everything. You got like, the stars, you got the SmackDown Six, but no, no. Pr- let me guess, New Japan won that year as well. No, Pride Fighting won that. Pride Fighting Championship won that in 2002. <laughs> and and that is what? Uh, that's basically MMA's version of New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> to to give it to you in basic, <laughs> just a basic comparison. Like forget forget WWF when you've got Rock versus Hogan, you've got like the the best roster ever constructed. The NWO, Austin, Rock. Literally everyone, Triple H, Jericho's being a star, SmackDown 6, Brock Lesnar's come in, you got Eddie and everyone, and a, a New Japan MMA League wins best promotion over that. Yeah, basically we're just a bunch of Asian dudes who are shoot fighting and literally killing each other in, in a ring. That's That sounds lovely. Um, So yeah, uh, wow. <laughs> wait, wait, it gets worse. It gets worse. Oh, there's more, fun. there's more, there's more. So... <laughs> Um, <clears throat> best weekly TV show is another category. Oh Jesus! Well, I think we all know what the answers to this one will be. Yeah. So I, I just the, my my biggest shout out here that I have is in 1997, which is objectively the, the greatest year. year. That's the greatest Nine year plus. in Raw or Nitro history. You could argue. World Pro Wrestling from New Japan Pro Wrestling won that. I didn't even know that New Japan had a weekly show. I didn't even know that. Wait, so when you've got Hulk Hogan spray-painting buses, and you've got the NWO running a madness, Sting's in the the rafters, everyone's going crazy because he's standing there, the cruiserweights are saying the world alight, you've got WCW's destroying the WWF, and and what wins it, sorry? Uh, World Pro Wrestling. Okay. <laughs> how how would you possibly consume that product? How? <laughs> I know. Exactly. Oh, here's another one. In 2016 and 17, New Japan Pro Wrestling on Axis TV won. Basically, <laughs> if you don't know what that show was, that was Jim Ross and Josh Barnett commentating over matches that already happened in New Japan Pro Wrestling with English commentary. <laughs> Like, it wasn't even, like, it had no storylines. It was literally just Jim Ross spending an hour commentating over Kenny Omega and Okada six months after the pay-per-view happened. Wait, which year was this? Which year did this win? 16 and 17. <laughs> this, this, this 16 is the, the best, arguably the best SmackDown ever was in 2016. Five months of, like, peak SmackDown. And, I mean, the rest of the year wasn't that great, but, it, but Jim Ross... Sounding dead, commentating Japanese matches from seven months prior is getting the nod over that. That's deplorable. Yeah, that's... even in NXT, like, like I'm not even like that guy, but where's NXT's mentioned there? Like, bro, NXT did win from 2013 to 2015, and then again in 2018. What won 2017? Uh, it was it was New Japan Pro Wrestling on Axis 117 as well. well. That's, that's just that is just. Glorious to hear. Well, I'm. Thank you for telling me that. Yes, thank yes. You. And then, of course, you know, of course, 
Dynamite is going to run away with that award now. They won it in nineteen twenty. The next like if every year that's on, that's going to win it going forth. Yeah, it's going to be the Dynamite Award. Yep. Uh, here's another one for you. Take a guess what won Match of the Year in two thousand one. Oh one. Okay, so probably I mean Rock and Austin's a good shout. TLC two is a really good shout as well. Mm-hmm. The O one Rumble match was iconic. Mm-hmm. Maybe Triple H versus Austin in the three stages of hell. What one? You just what named one? like five bangers off the top of your head right there, and and, yeah. and those two matches from WrestleMania seventeen, especially the TLC match. One of the ten to twelve greatest matches of all time in a lot of people's minds, but no, the winner was Keiji Muto versus Genichiro Tenryo. You know, Keiji Muto versus Genichiro, and uh, which promotion was that? That was All Japan Pro Wrestling Superpower in Budokan. (laughs) Yeah, Superpower in Budokan, my guy. You know, that's the name of the event. What? That that was the name of the event. Oh my god! And that one over TLC too. Mm-hmm. You, as you got Edge spearing Jeff Hardy over twenty foot ladder and a visual which kids all over the all over the globe recreate with their brothers and sisters, like in their houses <laughs> from like the age of five. Yeah, uh, and got a match that is lived in wrestling infamy. But what was it? Muda versus who? Uh, it was Muda Muto versus Genichiro. Okay, that, that's just lovely. Anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah, that uh, match of the year. I mean, you got what, Kenta Kobashi and uh, Kenta Kobashi and Mazawa. They've won that award three times. And which, which years were they? Ninety eight, ninety nine, and two thousand three. Oh, yeah, I, I I struggled to believe that there wasn't one match better in any of those years. But continue. And you're looking at what? You, okay, if you look at oh three, there was what Angle Benoit, Angle Brock and the Iron Man match. I mean, you've got. Jesus Christ! Like, I would wow. say, yeah, Angle Ben Wall probably be my match of the year, twenty thirteen. Uh, twenty eleven, Punk and Cena won. Oh, Michaels Jericho at WrestleMania. That's another one, but yeah, continue. Oh yeah, from O three, yeah, Punk and Cena won from in eleven. Taker and Shawn won in two thousand nine and two thousand ten. So, the readers did us right there, pal. Well, they did us real wrestling fans right, pal. Uh, <laughs> that that piss people off the real wrestling fans ones who don't spend ninety hours watching it. Uh, here, but here's another one too that gets just ridiculous. Best box office draw. Oh, this is this this is. I feel like Kevin West specialist with this. This is our go-to mainstream stars. This is the elite heat bit now. Yeah, this is the, this is just uh, this is a measurement of the most legitimate mainstream superstar <laughs> in the pro wrestling world. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter readers, this is supposed this to be is- the award that everyone in the industry swears by, pal. So yeah. 97, yeah. 97 Hogan wins it. 98-99 Austin wins it. 2000 The Rock wins it. And so then... Kevin, Kevin it's a, it, I'm going to cut you off right there. That seems like the award is actually being given to the logical, correct winners, which is surprising considering the nature of the awards. But continue. Let's, let's go on. Yeah, then from there, after 2000, when The Rock wins it, now all hell breaks loose. That's it. No, no. That's that's it. So, 2001, who would you think would be the biggest box office attraction in 2001? Oh, one, I guess The Rock, main events, WrestleMania, begins his career in movies. I think it's really hard to go past Rock and Oh, one. I mean, you you could say something like Austin, maybe, but you, you can't look past The Rock. 
Yeah, oh, you can't get any bigger than The Rock. No, well, actually, you can get bigger than The Rock, according to the lovely readers of The Observer. Kazushi Sakuraba <laughs> is the winner of this award. He's a pride fighter from Pride Fighting Championship 2001. Biggest box office, pal. <laughs> yeah, well, well, to be fair, though, like, one of the things with The Rock we've got to keep in mind, as far as the IWC goes, it was so cool to hate The Rock through yeah. this time period. Yeah. Like, Rock had the heat for, like, four years. He can't wrestle. All he does is cut promos. Then the heat got past the Triple H for the rest of the 2000s. But, my God, like, that is... Sakuraba who? Who? Kazushi Sakuraba. Yes, because he was legitimately hitting elbow strikes to other Japanese men's teeth in a combat fed in Japan. Therefore, he's more mainstream and more box office than Dwayne The Rock Johnson who's on billboards in New York, posters, he's a legitimate mainstream celebrity. You ask 100 people on the street, anywhere in the world, who's The Rock? And I guarantee you, a majority will know them. But but someone, Sakuraba, punches the guy in Japan for real, therefore he's more mainstream. There you go. Okay. And then it just gets worse. So, 2002 and 2003, a certain wrestler won biggest box office draw. Who do you think it would be in 02 and 03? Hogan, Rock, I mean, maybe Brock Lesnar in 02 or 03. He was a massive next big thing, big box office star. I think other than Triple H, you know, Triple H, big draw. He's the last guy from the Attitude Era, still full-time in WWE. He's the the captain of Monday Night Raw. Nope, it was Bob Sapp. Another pride fighter. Oh, okay. I was about to ask who that is, Jesus Christ. Yeah, then 0405. Again, you know, you got Batista in 05, especially Cena. And then 04. Edge, Edge even. I mean, Shawn Michaels was really angled at this time. You'd maybe say Eddie, potentially Brock. I don't know if Brock, he was kind of gone, but Batista, yeah. Yeah, you got 04. You've got what? 04 is the same crop. No, it's Kenta yeah. Kobashi from Pro Wrestling Noah. Okay. And then in 2006, well, when you got John Cena dropping rap, rap albums in 2006. Cena's the biggest crossover stars is Austin Rock. Yeah. He doesn't win the award in 06. It goes to Mystico from CMLL. Yes, because yes, because Cena dropping the You Can't See Me rap album, like coming out in like these pop cars. He's wearing, he kind of wearing jerseys. He's got the chain gang theme. He's as popular as he near enough ever was in 06. No, it was it was Mystico from Witchfed. Uh, he's from CMLL, Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre. That was the one which the smart bosses proved they get more views than CMLL. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Kevin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How- M- M- Mystico. Oh. Even if you look at like outside of WWE, if you want to be anti WWE, Kurt Angle was an impact in 06. Like Kurt Angle was was drawing the biggest pay-per-view buys for Impact. He was the most legitimate mainstream superstar that Impact has ever had in their existence. From the time he went there to the current day, there's been no bigger star than Kurt Angle in 06 in that arena in Orlando, Florida. Uh, no, no. Kevin, you're, you're short-sighted. You know nothing about wrestling. You weren't watching those great Mystico versus whoever matches in CMLL League Wrestling. CMLL is the secondary fed in Mexico. 
It's that Triple <laughs> A is the biggest Fed in Mexico. And, and I don't even know who Mystico is. I've, I've never heard of Mystico in my life. Never. The number two Mexican wrestling Fed has the biggest <laughs> box office mainstream star, bigger than John Cena, near enough at his apex. That is just gold. You look at 06. You got Batista too. Batista's a legitimate superstar in the wrestling bubble in 06. intercourse with Molina before commercial break on SmackDown in front of 7 million people who are watching live. Oh yeah. my god. You got Batista and Undertaker killing each other, drawing numbers, pal. Big numbers, bro. And then you got... 07, they get it right with Cena. 08, 09, 2010 is Brock Lesnar in the UFC. That's 100% fair. 2011, 2012, they gave it to The Miz. Wait, what? The Miz? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> the Miz is a legitimate box office, mate. Bro, 12 rounds four is a mainstream <laughs> movie, pal. Forget Fast 2, it's 12 <laughs> Imagine The Miz gets it over The Rock making his return. The Rock, the biggest movie star in the history of, of Hollywood. Because <laughs> I'm The Miz and I'm awful. <laughs> and then, you know, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, a UFC fighter wins it. Uh, GS- so Ronda and Conor McGregor? No, GSP got it and then Ronda and then Conor. Oh, okay. Same. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and then yeah. Jericho gets it in 19 for AEW. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about that one for a minute? Jericho winning best box cool. office draw, the biggest mainstream attraction in 2019. In fairness, I mean, God, like he in 2019, Jericho set a little bit of the bubbly, and WWE had what? Seth Rollins crying in the corner. So I I can't really dispute much of that in fairness. Yeah, he did. I mean, Jericho did single handedly make a, a promotion legitimized i, I just I, I i agree with it i just wanted to see what you would think because yeah. yeah you've, you've Jericho, got Jericho became the godfather of aw so yeah, yeah, yeah randy orton going stupid uh that probably wasn't gonna draw massive instagram ratings for wwe's yeah, instagram page yeah randy orton saying god Kofi, here's the clip of what i did to you 10 years ago <laughs> and tim are going into a table like a random <laughs> crappy episode of raw in 2009 and no one was watching Anyway, <laughs> uh, you want to go? Let's go feud of the year. This one's gonna get a little saucy too. Oh, I'm just gonna come out and ask you. 1989. I'm sorry, not 1989. 1990. What would you think would be feud of the year in pro wrestling in 1990? Feud of the year. I mean, okay. WWF wise, probably Hogan Warrior, something like that. As far as WCW or NWI, I guess that isn't that the year. Flair and Sting was 89, Flair Steamboat, one of them. Yeah, it was Flair. You had Flair Sting, but Flair, 1990 was kind of an off year for Flair. So you'd think Hogan Warrior. I mean, they they main evented at that time, the biggest WrestleMania. There was like 70,000 people in Toronto, biggest box office WrestleMania ever. No, it was Mazawa versus Jumbo Saruta. From All Japan Pro Wrestling. That's literally his name. Mazawa versus Jumbo Saruta, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin, don't, don't be xenophobic. Come on now. Come on. Xenophobic. Come on. Xenophobic. Come on, Kevin. Don't be xenophobic. Come on. Xenophobic. Uh, then, you know, 97, 98, 90, or 90, I'm sorry, 97, Steve Austin versus Bret Hart. 98, Good. 99, yep. Stone Cold Austin versus Vince. Vince. Yep. Yep. Nice. 2000, Mick Foley versus Triple H. 
Uh, oh, one. What do you think about oh one? I mean, the Alliance versus Austin versus like WCW or something. I'll say Austin versus Rock, or I mean, I couldn't give that to Alliance versus WWF. I couldn't give it to that. That's not doesn't deserve it. No, it was Kazushi Sakuraba versus Wanderlei Silva in Pride Fighting. So yeah, because Sakuraba hit shoot elbow strikes to the other guy's like eyeball and his eye popped out. Therefore, big box office mainstream feud of the year, pal. Mainstream, legitimate. <laughs> then yeah, what uh, O two O two was Tito Ortiz versus Ken Shamrock. I hundred percent agree with that. That got me into MMA as a kid. O yeah, three yeah. Angle versus Brock Lesnar. O four Benoit HBK Triple H. O uh, five Batista Triple H. O six Ortiz versus Ken Sham Ortiz versus Ken Shamrock again. Agree. Uh, Batista Taker Jericho Michaels Hardy Punk. Get 2010. What what do you think? What, what say you for 2010? What, give us a guess. What do you think it was? Oh Jesus, 2010. Feud of the God. year. Feud of the year. Um. Oh, Sean and Taker. Maybe. God, there's not many good ones because that, that was seen in the Nexus. So yeah, it was whoa, whoa, whoa. El Generico versus Kevin Steen. Well, in fairness, with that, like, I mean, WWE did not have really any anything that year. I can't objectively say otherwise, but that said, it is it is El Generico and Kevin Steen flipping each other off in front of forty people in ROH show. So, yeah, fair enough. And then, uh, then twenty eleven was Nigel McGuinness and Brian Danielson. Oh, because of course it was. Yeah, Punk and Cena, f them. Let's, let's just have <laughs> Nigel McGuinness breaking his neck versus Brian Danielson. That's just yeah, it's not so cute. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just did that to see your reaction. Cena Punk won. That's- Oh, uh, thank! I hope so. I, 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 can, yeah. I, I, I thought you were gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> no, I just like his. You know, Brian Daniels. I'm gonna kick his effing head in. It's not beginning. Like, yeah, he's like on the ground. Like, I need a doctor. Like, what is this? Uh, what do you think about 2012? Uh, take take a guess. Take. A, well, I'll ask you. What do you think won in 2012? Now, Cena Rock, right? Cena Rock, once in a lifetime. Yeah, I mean that's a that's one of the best feuds, if not the best I've seen in my lifetime. So I thought I built that up. Um, Anything else? Rock, yeah. Um, it was only like Brock Cena. <laughs> like I'm a bit biased, but like, any, that was awesome. Was anything else there? Did Punk have a good iconic feud in 2012? No. Oh, you know the, the Punk and Punk and Ryback feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 2012, it wasn't Cena versus Rock. You know, the the biggest movie star in the history of the, of Hollywood coming back to his old stomping grounds in WWE. Facing John Cena, the biggest A-list celebrity, arguably in wrestling history. Bro, you had, you had Dwayne Johnson throwing garden gnomes with Cena merch on them into a river, bro. Come on now. Yeah, Cena Rock, the biggest box office WrestleMania I think ever, and I think that record yeah. still stands. One point two one nine million pay per view buys for fifty bucks a pop. Yeah. No, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Okada was a bigger feud than Cena Rock in twenty twelve. Well, shut up! They clearly had better matches. Than Rock and Cena, so shut up, Kevin. You know nothing about wrestling. Unbelievable. Like our match quality, okay. Okada Tanahashi had good match quality, but this was like this was like young Okada. This wasn't even like Okada, like peak Okada. Whatever. Yeah, this wasn't like Okada when his neck had been used to being slammed on it. Like this, this was when he's still getting up there. Like right. Geez. And then 2013, you would think maybe Brock and Punk, right? It had to be, yeah. Punk versus Heyman, maybe something like Punk that. Punk versus Heyman, like, right? Yeah. You know, you would think down bad Cena versus Rock, like even that, you, you could argue. Well, I, I couldn't argue that. I'm sorry. But yeah, I had to punk at Heyman, surely. I mean, surely. Or maybe, 
Oh, you know, mm. you know, we forgot in 2012. We actually forgot to mention this for 2012. Triple H versus Undertaker. Oh yeah, definitely easily. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. But no, Tanahashi versus Okada is better than the end of the era. The end of an era, of course. Right, and what was what was 2014? Because I mean, you oh. think maybe Shield versus White Family. Tw- tw- 2013 was Tanahashi and Okada again. Let's throw that out there. 2014 was. No, no, 2013. Oh no, no, I know what you said there, but for 2014 was it Shield Wyatt's maybe. Got something like that? No, no. Nah, I mean, it was John Jones versus Daniel Cormier. That's pretty fair. That was like, why would they give like MMA awards as part of this? It's, it's like this is it's a wrestling observer, like bro. Yeah, it, yeah. MMA counts for these awards, like feud of the year, best on promos, best box office. MMA yeah, counts. Yeah, but it shouldn't. I yeah. And then Aldo McGregor fifteen, and then McGregor Diaz in sixteen, uh, seventeen. Okada Omega, no shock. Uh, I'm giggling at the next one though. 2019, what, what do you think was the feud of the year, 2019? 2019, ooh, one, probably Jericho Cody. What's that? Adam Cole, baby, and Johnny Gargano. Oh, that's right, because Adam Cole visiting Papa Gargano's pizzeria was just the best feud all year. Yeah, it's, it's a cracking. Did that actually now. happen? Adam Cole went to... Yeah, he, he, went, he, went, he visited Frank Gargano in Cleveland and went to the pizzeria <laughs> and like, angrily ripped the pizza out of Frank's hands. And then Frank was like, ran off crying. Frank that was a Gargano. second. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Um, that's hilarious. Moxie, Eddie Kingston, I'm shocked, right? Shocker there. Yeah. No. That was the best year of 2020. Oh, fair enough. Whatever. I'm not going to bother. Yeah. Not Reigns and Jey Uso. Hold up. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, not Reigns and Jey Uso, not Edge and Orton, you know. Reigns and Jey Uso made Roman Reigns as a heel. Because if Roman Reigns is feuding with Braun Strowman for the first two months of his, you know, becoming the champion, no one would care. But Jey Uso made Roman Reigns a legitimate heel who's going to carry the WWE for the next, like, five years now, whatever. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Most improved. Oh god, the Miz won. How did the Miz win most improved two years in a row? The Miz won in oh eight oh nine. How how do you win? You have to. How do you win the most improved two years in a row? You have to. He's the only two time winner. Oh no, Brock Lesnar won. Brock Lesnar won it twice. What? What? A, bro, what are these awards? How does the Miz won most improved twice and he was still awful? <laughs> how does Brock Lesnar win it twice? And what years did Brock win it? Oh two, oh three. How? I mean, I guess fair enough. But I mean, just he bursts on the scene as like he didn't, he didn't improve. Like you think that award, you, you come on the scene, you're like okay, and then you become like a like a main event level star. With Brock, he was already like a main event star, and he got there. So like, I don't know. What, what did what did the Miz do in oh eight <laughs> and oh nine to win the award twice? Like they didn't even give him the year that when he became champion. Bro, it's clearly Show Miz, bro. Or was that 20 Tonic Body? No, it's just like, bro, it's Mike the Miz Mazan. Bro, he was hitting on Maurice backstage, and that got him most improved. Ridiculous, Ridiculous. bro. He showed Terrible. up to work, he clocked in and clocked out on time. That made him most improved, pal. Ridiculous. <laughs> he was wearing a fedora, doing the dirt sheet with a 29-year-old man with abs, bro. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Roman Reigns in 2013. That's an interesting shout out. Uh, wow. Nothing really, any, nothing crazy about that one at all. Unless, yeah. unless you feel like uh, Britt Baker snubbed anyone in 2020. Not really, no. Oh, here's no. another one. Here's another one that's going to have you on, on your 
on, on your floor right now. Um, oh God. Most charismatic. Let's see. So this should be this should be the the Rock Award for most charismatic, the Dwayne Johnson Award. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson or Terry Bollea should have this award named after them. Um, oh no no, don't Terry Bollea is evil. Don't don't even say that. But so Terry Bollea and Dwayne Johnson are both six time winners, so they are that's tied. Good. That's that's reassuring. That's at least they didn't give the most charismatic to Shibata or mm-hmm. one of the guys Sakuraba for his match in pride in 01 so yeah yeah i jump right to the right to current day stuff because uh i feel like they got this one right i'll just i'll just go through the awards but there's one that's gonna make that's gonna floor you i know it so rick flair wins it in 80 he was at 83 84 hogan wins it from 85 to 87 and then again in 89 90 91 sting won at 88 92 sean michaels 95 96 steve austin 97 98 99 to 02 the rock uh, 03, Bob Sapp won it, but whatever. Uh, 04, 05, Eddie Guerrero, the late, great Eddie Guerrero won it. That was great to see. Cena sure. won it in 06 to 2010. That's also great to see. The Rock won it in 11 and 12. And then here we go. So 2013, who do you think won most charismatic wrestler in 2013? Who do you, who to you, who was the most charismatic wrestler in 2013? Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. 2013. I, mean, I guess you can you can say Punk maybe, but The Rock was there. It's uh, how can it be anyone but him? It was Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, okay, I, I don't know what. <laughs> but you can't have Dwayne Johnson actively on your show, building up to the WrestleMania main event, cutting diss track, shoot promo. Rock was literally doing rock concerts, <laughs> calling Vicky Guerrero a slut on live TV. <laughs> And they're giving it to Hiroshi Tanahashi, okay. And this yeah. was also the first full year of Brock Lesnar being back in WWE. And you got The Rock literally doing diss track concert promos on Vicky Guerrero, roasting her, roasting Paul Heyman, but no, just give it to Hiroshi. <laughs> Hiroshi Tanahashi. Like, bro, like, what, what did Tanahashi do or say in backstage interviews <laughs> in those Japanese press conferences to hype up matches with Okada? What there was as charismatic as Dwayne Johnson's rock concerts or his shoot promos on Cena where he's calling him a gender-confused fruity pebble. I mean, God. <laughs> well, well, what was more charismatic than Brock Lesnar coming out and commanding a room in, um, in any feud that they put him in? Like, come on. And then uh, any guesses for 2014? The most charismatic. Uh, don't, de- dear God, this is Daniel Bryan. Any, any guesses? The 2014, uh, probably Sami Zayn. <laughs> like, you know, what, what they'd probably say. I'd, we I'd, got I'd Batista. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Batista, Bray Wyatt in there. Uh, you got Daniel Bryan winning uh, winning his award, his, uh, his you know, Yes Movement Chronicle. Uh, no, it was Nakamura. I mean, yeah, he was having, he was having seizures to his entrance name in Japan. I guess fair enough. 2015, any, any guesses? Nakamura again. Yep, how'd you know? I mean, it was just... I mean, was, <laughs> yeah. I mean Kevin, I remember 2015. I, that was the year that had the Wrestle Kingdom match with Styles and Nakamura. I remember that one. So they're always going to give him that one. I mean, come on now. <laughs> to be fair, like 2015, I'm not going to act like a, a very sand. Like, damn it, Seth Rollins should have won because he was crying about Brock Lesnar every week. <laughs> I also got Sting. You know, Sting would have been, I think, a good shout. A statue. I burned his statue, guys. <laughs> All right, t- uh, 2016 is Connor. Any guesses for 2017 or 2018? 17 and 18 for which award was this again? Most, Most charismatic, charismatic, yeah. 
mean, you would think Jeez. Cena, right? Like 2017. I mean, Cena. this is Cena cutting his best promos in his career, being the most clearly entertaining, charismatic guy. Um, outside of that, most charismatic. I mean, you could even say Bill Goldberg. He'd be up there, headbutting doors, screaming, all that kind of stuff. Maybe I don't know. No, it was Tetsuya Naito in 2017 to 2018. No comment. We move. <laughs> 2019 Chris Jericho. Uh, what about 2020? Who do you think was the most charismatic wrestler of 2020? Oh, I mean, that's a good question. Who was the most charismatic wrestler? Well, you would think. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Definitely, definitely wouldn't be a double of So I'll tell you that much. Um, just by what these awards do. Uh. But in, AW, in, in, Cassidy, in, Orange Cassidy. Thinking about Orange Cassidy. Well, in yeah. your mind, it would be Roman Reigns, right? I mean, sure. It's the easy lock-in for most charismatic, like by and large, easy lock-in, right? Shooting. Tribal Chief You're Roman Reigns. Yeah. He commands You're the Reigns. You got Roman Reigns sitting in like chairs on satellite interviews, being like, you know, hey, Kevin Nolan, you suck some more. Like that's clearly Roman in that sense. But then, what, let me guess, Orange Cassidy? Nope. It was, oh! No, not, 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 not the orange one. It was MJF. Oh, I mean, fair enough. I forgot about him. I mean, that's... I, I can't really argue that one to be too, too much, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, well, like, like, you can do MJF... You make a case MJF Roman. I mean, yeah, they're both, that's, that's fine. It's not, not as bad as some of these. Not as bad as when The Rock was... as Not as big a big, uh, box office draw than a Japanese cage fighter in 2001. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then you got Technical Wrestler of the Year. That's the Brian Award. Brian's oh, okay. won it. He's won it like damn near almost every year of its existence. Um, Jesus. Let's see. Uh, are there any others here? That we've... Huh? This has been. This video has been terrible. <laughs> as far as no, not the content. But as far as like what you've told me, the the content here is just. Wow. wow. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Best Brawler. That's the McFoley Award. Not that even. You can't even really debate that one. Uh, best flying wrestler, whatever. Will Ospreay is, owns that award. Ricochet's won it. Surely, Ray, times. surely Ray Mysterio's won. Surely Ray Mysterio's won that about ten times. Sure. Uh, he's won that six times. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, six times. Owen Hart's won it a bunch. Jushin Thunder Liger, Jeff yeah. Hardy. Jeff Hardy won it a couple times. Um, yeah. Yeah, Evan Bourne. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is another one too that when I was looking at, I was doing my deep dive. This was another one where I was like, "Yep, this is this proves the bias. This shows us exactly why we are where we are with wrestling community, most overrated." This is this, oh Jesus Christ! This will be good. This, this is a, be good. yeah. This is a super key one. Super key. So so this is this is the Roman this is the Roman Reigns award for most overrated, correct? No, 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 no. Believe it or not, Roman Reigns has only won this award one time. Believe it or not. Oh. Oh, uh, this is. I don't want to give it away. Who who's whose award this is? But uh, so we'll just go through it. Uh, let's see. 19, 1985 and nineteen eighty six. Hulk Hogan win it. Yep. Okay. Fine. Dusty yeah. Rhodes eighty seven eighty eight. Um, That's kind of funny. I don't even know. I don't know what he did to become most overrated. I don't know. Nineteen eighty nine, ninety, and ninety one. Ultimate Warrior wins it. That. What the Ultimate Warrior winning, what that shows you here is the people that were voting on this stuff, on these awards, they clearly valued technical wrestling over drawing ability, charisma, 
just all the intangibles that Ultimate Warrior has that separates him from men like Tozawa, or I'm sorry, Mazawa and Kobashi. It right? Am I right? Like, oh, how can Ultimate Warrior be the most overrated in eighty nine, ninety, ninety one? That's peak Ultimate Warrior. That doesn't. That's just. That is insane. That is literally insane. Like he was. He was. He was like he dethroned Hogan as the biggest box office attraction. He was champion. Like if you want to put him as most overrated in eighty eight, that's fine. But at the height of his his power, I don't know. Uh. Okay. So here's another one. So nineteen ninety four. 95, 96, 97, and 98 all had one winner. Any guesses? 94, 95, 96, 97, 98. Yep, same winner. Jesus. The Undertaker? Nope. No? Um, okay. Yeah, but okay, go on, go on. It was, Ho- it was Hulk Hogan. That is, that is revolting. That is revolting. I don't really have words. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So Hulk Hogan, wow. 96, wow. 97, 98. That was the peak of the NWO. <laughs> and, and you give him the most overrated wrestler? At 94, 95, that's completely fine. I, if you want to say Hogan was overrated, Hulk Hogan was eating spaghetti on live TV in 1994. Not doing anything. <laughs> like, okay, that's fine. He's beating like Yokozuna. He's he's burying Bret Hart backstage. Cool. <laughs> 96, 97, 98. He's the biggest thing going in wrestling in 96 and 97. Objectively, he was the biggest star. He brought in millions and millions of fans. He made wrestling cool again. We went from Duke the Dumpster Drose and I- Sir Isaac Yankum as characters on television on the other show in WWF. And on the other side, we had, like, Eric Watts and, like, you know, you had Ricky Steamboat running around, stunning Steve Austin, Brian Pillman, just a bunch of guys, great wrestlers, no charisma. Hulk Hogan in 1996 changes wrestling forever by turning heel, becomes the biggest thing going, and he's the most overrated wrestler, I guess, in 1996, according to the readers of this magazine. Doesn't that tell you everything about where we are in terms of the wrestling community now? All this stuff is now public now. It's been there the whole time. Because you think about it, Roman Reigns is now, people call Roman Reigns overrated. Well, they were calling Hulk Hogan overrated back then. They they valued, they just didn't value Hulk Hogan, anything that he brought to the table. That's gross. It's, it, it, yeah, I mean, nothing, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, this is just a constant. You know, if, if you're that guy, that larger-than-life star that brings in eyeballs and is like a legitimate movie star who gets double viewing attention and traction. Wrestling Observer is never going to like rate you, so to speak. Uh, that audience is never going to like you. That right there is a solid example. I mean, this is 96 through 98 Hogan. As you say there, I understand like 95 and you've got Hogan coming out there smiling, like like hugging random babies in the crowd, you know, making, making the crowd happy as he's having a, a terrible match with Lex Luger on Nitro. I get it. I get that's not the best. But I mean, come on. Come on. Like, and let me guess, The Rock won that for like three years? No, no, no. Rock hasn't won it. No. In 90, oh. Yeah, shocking, right? 
Wow. <laughs> 99 I'm, to like, I'm so used to the thing, as I kind of explained earlier, Rock was the cool one to hate in the IWC for like four years and during his apex. Then Triple H got the hate for like four years. Then Cena had it for about seven years. And then Reigns Gazzola had all the hate for like half a decade. You know? Believe it or not, yeah. John Cena has not won that award one time. Not even wow. once. Not even wow. once. Uh, so then, 99-2000, Kevin Nash wins it. Uh, <laughs> 2001, The Undertaker wins it. I don't know oh, how you feel about that one. A bit disrespectful, but yeah. Anyway, Whatever, yeah. 0-2-0-3-0-4, The Game. Uh, I'm going to cut a 25-minute promo uh, to start Raw. Uh. So. And you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Triple H, Paul Beck, when he's winning that award back in O2, he's thinking, these pissant mongrel fans give me the award. What a bunch of what a bunch of idiots. Exact same audience he panned in NXT to for five years, literally a decade later. Yeah, That's he, the exact same crowd he was trying to get. Yeah, he's, anyway. he stole all the guys that are in that are darlings of these awards, like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan. Brought them all in. Finn Balor, Adam Cole made his own fit, Ring of Honor fed. <laughs> uh, yeah. He still plays the gave him most overrated for several years. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he won it again in 09 as well. Triple H did. So he won it four years. Um, let's see. Then there was 06. I take issue with this one. Batista is most overrated in 06. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Oh my God. Batista's wow. like the, the coolest world champion we've ever had with a suit and looking like a legitimate movie star coming out. Just... How does how does Randy Orton not win that award in that year? How? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, why is it Batista? Batista was great in 06, having legit fuse with Undertaker, Edge, you name it. Uh, 07, 08 was Kali and Kozlov. Uh... Wait, hold up, hold up. Back, back to 06. Randy Orton's literally defecating in people's bags backstage, <laughs> cutting, like, having the crowd just, no one likes him. He's just not good. They're pushing him as like a main event star. He's getting shoehorned into the WrestleMania big gold belt match with Angle and Mysterio. But no, but Dave Batista's bad because he was one of the coolest world champions ever. Okay. Gotcha. Yep, exactly. It, disgusting. And I, I mean, that hurts me because I love Batista as a kid. And it's like, wow, okay. Worse. Goes to show you again, Worse. though, that, you know, guys who can't do fake wrestling moves are just, they, they're going to be hated. Yeah. Uh, Great Khali, Vladimir Kozlov, 0708. Great Khali is on the biggest draws in wrestling history, if not the biggest draw. Look at his YouTube numbers. But anyway. Right? Yeah, Kozlov, get that. Uh, 2010, yep. Kane wins it. Uh, uh, really? Kane? Yeah. When you have, you have naked Orton, you've got Sheamus getting pushed to the moon. You've got Cena still. I mean, that doesn't give just Cena in that year. Like, wow. Yeah, okay. naked Orton, like you said. Just penis Orton is out there running <laughs> wild. Basically, in a diet, he's you know, basically have like you know, Orton had like the chain, like you know, yeah, I'm all, yeah. You got Peter's Orton, like he's like drooling on John Cena as he's angrily <laughs> screaming at him while Cena's handcuffed to a corner. You got you got lubed up Orton, just he's lubed to the gills. He looks like he he just got out of a sauna. He's like he's this skin is artificially glowing. As he's walking down to the ring with, with Dusty Rose, 24-year-old son, and, and Ted DiBiase's son. <laughs> but, Hello, uh, John. <laughs> Hello, John. I'm here to have a really good match for Dave Meltzer. But Hello, no, it's John. Kane. It's Kane. What did Kane do in 2010? Glenn Jacobs done wrong there. Like, like who did he... 
Why, why did he piss people off? Why? Because he beat Jack Swagger on SmackDown to win the world title. Like, yeah, Glenn yeah. Jacobs, pal. Um, yeah, then Ryback wins it in 2012. That's a beat. That's about if there was ever a, a more warranted award. That's mm. like that Ryback. That yeah, Ryback in overrated in 2012, hand in glove. Yes, Randy Orton in 2013. I will preach this one to the moon. Randy Orton by far in a million the most overrated wrestler of 2013. I, I 100% mm. agree with that. Yeah, and then our guy Kane wins it yet again in fourteen and fifteen, which I, I kind what is what is no, Kane done wrong? <laughs> I agree with this one. I agree with this one. You had Authority Kane helping Seth Rollins win the Money in the Bank, Author- or uh, Seth Rollins hiding behind Authority Kane. You had fifteen minute monologues where Triple H is telling Kane, Ooh, "We're businessmen. Ooh, let's work it out like we always do." Ooh. Like th- this what? was. Oh, the- Rap, that bro. was That's boring. Rap. That was boring, Kane. Kane in a mask and authority. That was terrible, bro. I didn't like authority, Kane. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I just can't. I mean, you just, it, it seems like it's cool to just stick it on Kane. You know, you know what the theme is? Kane is a, a supernatural wrestler, wears a mask, too much of a gimmick. And I guess we see that with The Fiend and Bray Wyatt in the years to come. Well, he didn't wear a mask in 14 and 15, hardly ever. He did in 14. He did in 14. A little. At least most of it. Um, 15, yeah. yes. That, a showless authority corporate cane hiding Seth Rollins from naked Orton trying to RKO him every week. That was <laughs> you had him having cane. flabby matches with Big Show, like, yeah. But yeah. that was also, like, kind of, like, I didn't like Kane with the mask on that year. That was with him with his fake hair, and the mask just yeah. looked so cartoonish. Yeah, you, got, you, have, you have fake mask Kane coming out there. Daniel Bryan is, like, a surgically repaired neck. He's, like, Bryan's, like, broken from, like, the shoulders up. And then Kane's coming out of the thing, like, shoot Tombstone ball drivers. <laughs> as Brian's, like, having a fake seizure on the stage. Like, bro. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Then 16, Roman Reigns. Uh, you got, what, Stephanie McMahon slapping set of Roman Reigns on segments and Raw. God. <laughs> Calling Roman Reigns an underdog. Like, yeah, it's pretty. You're pretty going valid. to go one versus all, Roman. <laughs> We're going to start number one, Roman. Like, that was so bad. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Uh, 2017, <laughs> the modern day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal. Oh. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty fair too. Jinder Mahal literally was a jobber who got future endeavored. And then he comes back in 2017, roided out of his mind. You have, I remember this vividly. One episode on Raw, like right after Mania, Byron Saxon is screaming at the top of his lungs about Jinder Mahal's newfound meal prepping plan. Oh, he's like screaming. Jinder Mahal's dieting. He's in the best shape of his life. He's eating chicken breast and salad. And, <laughs> and, and then like, I, I remember reading an, a, an article like, oh, Jinder Mahal is going to get a push. I don't know if you guys know this, but Byron Saxon was obnoxiously putting him over. <laughs> so Jinder Mahal is next in line for a WWE championship push. And then all of a sudden, this guy is WWE champion beating Nakamura, Randy Orton, John Cena. Like He's beating everybody. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Literally a month after that segment you mentioned, you got Randy Orton tossing a sing brother on their on their like their, their vertebrae and spinal cord and like neck on an announcement table monitor, nearly killing them. A month after. <laughs> oh god! And then 2018-19 is Constable Corbin and King Corbin. Not surprising. And then 2020, AEW's newest acquisition, Bray Wyatt, won most overrated in 2020. Oh man. What else is new at this point? What else is new? I'm surprised they didn't. I'm surprised they gave him that, considering he lost to Goldberg. I thought the agenda from this crowd was let's hate Goldberg any chance we get. But yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, 
now is another one that I think you'll find intriguing. Is most underrated. Oh. I think you're gonna oh. like this one. Oh. I can't really argue with any of the wrestlers in the '80s. We, we could fake outrage about Tiger Mask Two being most underrated in 1988. Uh, it was disgusting. That the boys should go to the blue blazer. Damn it! Anyway, God. here's a funny one though. 2001. Who do you think was most underrated in 2001? This one's not bad. It's just kind of funny considering all the talent surrounding the the roster in 01. Oh, one Jesus Christ! I mean, Booker T. Raven, I don't body know. Lance Storm. <laughs> Mr. Wrestling is over now. Every 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 F4W online YouTube video, Lance Storm shoots about how bad WWE is now. Like I know, right? You got Lance Storm and Brian Alvarez yelling at each other. No, it's just funny that like you've got Kurt Angle, RVD, Jeff Hardy, just to name a few, all these guys that aren't being used quote unquote properly. <laughs> Lance Storm is most underrated. That's just hilarious to wow. me. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, here's another funny one. Oh, four, Paul London. That's just funny. Uh, oh, five, oh, six, oh, seven, Shelton Benjamin. High, highly agree. Oh, eight, MVP. Definitely agree. Uh, 2010 was a guy named Caval. Actually, real quick, can we, can we, can we talk about Shelton Benjamin real quick? Sure. Like, so he was a continental champion for life type guy yeah. in that kind of area. What would you like to see them do with him? instead no i I just i I just to look at sheldon benjamin is underrated from the standpoint of like he doesn't get the credit that he deserves as oh okay you know like someone being just a great wrestler because he was he was perfect in that role of like upper mid card to mid card guy and he stole the show every year at the money in the bank it was like the sheldon benjamin show Um, right as you continue you mentioned you mentioned caval or yeah some guy named caval one most underrated in 2010. I don't even know who that is. It was in WWE. He was the guy who had a match. He was the guy to match at bragging rights against Dolph Ziggler, which was like an objective, like three star match. Everyone online's like, "Oh my god, Caval deserves better." He was on like he was on like season two of NXT, I think. It was just oh, what a hmm. joke. No one cares. Oh, he's low key. Okay, I know who he is. Okay, yeah. Uh, 2011. Pull this off. Pull this off. It should have been me. I'm the show off. <laughs> show off. <laughs> show off. <laughs> Here's another funny one. 2012 Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd was literally and had no charisma. He had nothing. He came out with his headphones, pal. That wasn't even headphones. That wasn't even headphones, kid, my guy. That was legit just. Well, what was 2012 kid? He was a, just a random stock Canadian guy. All his hair was was that like a little like a like a Brazilian Ronaldo little thing at the top of his head, and then that was it. He he had nothing to him. He was a wrestler. He was he had nothing to him. Hmm. Like interesting. Oh uh, yeah, and then uh, this is the Cesaro Award. Cesaro won it yeah. twenty three to twenty sixteen or twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen, and then yeah. it, if Cesaro won the WWE title, everybody would have cried saying that he was not fit for being champion. They would have moved on to the next guy in any of those four years. Any of those four years that he won the award. You put the belt on Cesaro in 2014, people would, would have been outraged that Brian didn't get didn't get it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, depend, depend, yeah, Cesaro is a whole whole different video in itself, but yeah, continue. Uh, 2017, Rusev, what do you think? Reasonable. I uh, Yeah, I guess compared to some people I could have given to, very fair. Yeah, take a gander at 2018. Finn Balor? Oh, you got it. Are you reading this? Oh. Are you reading this, bro? You got I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I just think myself like, 
the way you, the way you phrased that, I was probably someone who's going to piss me off. I, I thought Bauer was in like the, the upper mid card in that time, probably Fogel. Yeah, right? it was Fergal Bauer. And 2019 and 2020 are both funny. Say, take a guess. It was two different people. Take a guess of who won in 19 and 20. So the most underrated in 19 and 20? Yeah, it was two different people, though. Jesus Christ. Um, are they WWE or AW? Uh, WWE. God. Um, Murphy? Nope. No. Um, blah, blah, blah. hmm, Cedric Alexander? Nope. No, I don't. Oh, Lee, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Shorty G won it in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did these people want Shorty G to do in 2019? Do they want Shorty G to be on the receiving end of shoot, shoot insults from Randy Orton? Well, can you imagine they push Shorty G to the moon? You got like a WrestleMania main event. You got Dwayne the Rock Johnson out there cutting shoot promos on Shorty G. You got like five foot four man standing there, like fake, you know, trying to you know stand up to the Rock. Like most underrated. Oh, God's sake. What is, how, how is Shorty G the most underrated wrestler? Modern day Kurt Angle, bro. Even though Kurt Angle could literally do everything better, about five times better. Oh my <laughs> God! And then twenty twenty. Any guesses? Most underrated in 2020. Um, I, at this point, Kevin, I, I don't even... Ziggler? <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody's favorite, King Ricochet. Oh, yeah, because Rick, Ricochet legitimately, he got a WWE Championship match in 2020. Yeah, did he get squashed by uh, Brock Lesnar? That match should have been quicker. It went for a minute and a half. It should have been about 30 seconds, but anyway. That's probably why he got voted most underrated. Because he should he should have lasted longer. WWE Championship match, and people are saying he's underrated. Gross, sickening, disgusting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, here's another one. Oh boy, we're just getting started, pal. Rookie of the year. Here we go. Ooh. Here we go. Rookie of the year. I'm gonna jump right to 2002. Tell me who the rookie of the year is in 2002. Brock Lesnar. What? Brock Lesnar. Not, Brock even, Lesnar. not even close, pal. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> it was Bob Sapp, the the Pride Fighter, and, and he wasn't even in Pride. He was in a promotion called K One, which, if I'm mistake, if I'm not mistaken, that was a kickboxing league. <laughs> Next big thing, Brock Lesnar. When WWF's getting watched by nine million people a week, and Brock's the next big thing, and he beats the Rock at SummerSlam within five months of getting there. He's not Rookie of the Year because. Bob Sapp and K1 kickboxing in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Sapp had a bigger rookie year. He had a bigger, more impactful, better, and more enjoyable rookie year than Brock Lesnar. Yeah, because Bob Sapp hit shirt kicks on, I'm not even going to have a guess of these <laughs> you know, Japanese individual names in O2. And, uh, here's, another one. here's another one for you. You ready? Yeah. 1999, who's the rookie of the year? 1999. Mm-hmm. God. Kurt, um, Kurt, Kurt Angle, right? I mean, he got there in, like, November, to be fair, but... Um, All right, 2000, so, 2000. Who's rookie of the year? Well, that's obviously Kurt Angle, obviously. No. Nope. Oh. Nope. Let me guess it. Let me guess it. was It was Trey Sapp from <laughs> Bochaharu Championship Wrestling in South Japan. Let no, it was... Oh, this one's going to... This one is just... Uh, it's not going to make you laugh, but it's just odd. Sean O'Hare. Oh. Should have been David Arcat, pal. 
Oh, Sean O'Hare was the rookie of the year in 2000. Like Kurt Angle had. Sean O'Hare deserves better for this business, pal. Kurt Angle oh. had the arguably the best rookie year in the history of professional wrestling. But no, it was Sean O'Hare. Um, Bro, it should have been Masawa's 17-year-old son in the in the Young Lion Dojo in South Tokyo, Japan, pal. Damn it. <laughs> And then uh, 2003, you'd think it'd be John Cena, wouldn't you? I mean, that, that, that makes sense. But I mean, well, let me guess. It, it's probably Bob Traysap <laughs> and his, his cousin. I don't know. Chris right. Saban. As in Alex Shelley's tag team partner. Yeah, Chris Saban. Yep. Oh, Jesus. God, with some of the motor machine guns, bro. You, you want to know what promotion they have listed here as representing of Chris Saban? Pro Wrestling um, IWA Mid South Championship Wrestling. I don't know. Pro Wrestling Zero One Max. Kevin, this is the same thing with Bob Sapp. Even on wrestling Twitter, where the most hardcore crazy wrestling fans are, I've never heard of that promotion, <laughs> nor have I heard of Bob Sapp. I haven't heard of K One <laughs> Shoot Kickboxing. Like. <laughs> 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 This is so, it's so niche. Like, not even wrestling Twitter who likes to fondly look back upon all this type of stuff ever brings this up. Like, oh, that um, is great. Uh, let's see, any more rookie? Are there any other rookie of the years that stand out to you in wrestling history that, that just jump out oh, to you? I mean, when Ronda Rousey's, right? Yeah, she surely won 2018, right? She did. She did. Oh, I thank God. I'm surprised they didn't give that to. Some random super junior wrestler who had two matches in a South Japanese wrestling promotion. <laughs> oh, here's another. Here's one for the viewers. Uh, 2016, Matt Riddle. What from his MMA days, or was he in WWE by then? They have him under Evolve and Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Oh, okay, but yeah, because he's having really good matches in Evolve with whatever Dijakovic's name was pre WWE. Therefore, clear rookie of the year. I think the biggest talking point here is WWE doesn't develop young talent anymore. WWE doesn't have a young guy winning the award. The only award winners from WWE in the 2010s decade and 2020 uh, was Pat McAfee won it in 2020, Ronda won it in 18, and Chad Gable won it in 15. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Everyone, everyone who's watched WWE or has a conscious wrestling mind knows for the better part of the last 15 years, they're just Hasn't been that t- talent development there, um, and a lot of which is just how they write, how they write for them. But yeah, that's pretty, pretty dead. You know, honestly, uh, the the WWE they had Tom Zank win the award in '84, and then they didn't have another winner until Chad Gable in 2015. That's insane. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, granted, Brock, Brock and Cena have been totally screwed there, but anyway, I, I'll just read you some of the names because there's some names that you've probably never heard of. Uh, 04, Petey Williams won it. Uh, 05, Shingo Tagishi won it. 06 was uh, Atushi Aoki. 07, Eric Stevens. 08 was Kai. I, yeah, Kai. And then 09, Frightmare? Not Nightmare, oh. Frightmare. Um, is it, is it, Kevin, are you just listening to the K1 
um, kickboxing league <laughs> Japanese roster. So are you listening to me? How do people vote? On, how do people vote for Frightmare from Chikara? Like who who watches <laughs> who watches Frightmare? And, and, oh, this feels like a Smogbusters 2016, but how do you watch that? Like, how, how can I access that? <laughs> how do you know who Eric Stevens is? Who is Eric that's, Stevens? That, that sounds like the de- default creator wrestler on WWE2K19, just Eric Stevens. Like, the the only person you recognize is the guy in 2010 that won it, Adam Cole. It just, gets, it just keeps getting more and more absurd. I, I vaguely, I've, I've heard of P.D. Williams. That's literally it. <laughs> You have you have Dai, Daiichi Hashimoto in 2011, uh, Dynastia from from AAA in 2012. Where have any of these people besides Adam Cole? Like, n- n- none of them are even remotely not even household names. Just are even are talked about now. Like, like where are where are these rookies of the year? Like, like where are these people now? Like, right. And then like Dragon Lee, Yoi Komatsu in 2013 and 14. Yeah, I don't even know. Um. <laughs> that's a, that's eleven years of rookie of the years you've given me, and the only one who's even had any a career that's even flirted with being remotely relevant is Adam Cole. Yeah. The rest of them is like you could literally just go to random auto name generator, splot out anything, and they'd be as relevant as the, these people you've listed me. Like oh, oh but but bro, PD Williams, he had a great match in Evolve Deathmatch fighting against. Spike Lee and his son who ripped off his name. Like, what, what is this? What yeah, is oh, this? Here's, here's, a, here's something, too, to point out, too. Goldberg actually won the award in 1998. Oh, oh that's a pleasant surprise. Wow. Yeah, I was shocked to see that. Goldberg actually has a Wrestling Observer Newsletter Award under his belt. That I did not and think I would ever see today. It's not a negative one. Yeah, it's a well, positive one, yeah. He, he, didn't, he didn't win Most Overrated, either. Never. He never won Most Overrated. Shocking, right? I, I He... he you would think he would have won it in what twenty twenty, you know. That one's just like that one's just like WWF winning best promotion in ninety nine. It doesn't fit the agendas of what these people usually go for at all. Like it's that's like outside the box, but right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Best non wrestler. I'll, I'll give you a funny one just for you. Daniel Bryan won best non wrestler in twenty seventeen. I was gonna say okay. Well, twenty sixteen was the year he called Apollo Crews Apollo Creed in the backstage segments. So I guess twenty seventeen he improved. So fair enough. There you go. Yeah, Dario Cueto won in twenty sixteen from Lucha Underground. Best non wrestler. Yeah. Uh, well, fair. here's another one that I that I find funny personally. Ricardo Rodriguez won in twenty eleven. <laughs> Ricardo funny. Rodriguez, the same guy who was he was literally grabbing a towel out of a bucket and crying as Del Rio was having a cross arm breaker broken by Cena. Like, bro. Yeah, yeah. Then he was just saying Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Like, bro. Uh, let's see. Best television announcer. Let, let's let's uh let's this go to be this. the Lillian Garcia, the Tony Chimmel. No, the th- no. This is like uh this they, this is commentators. What they mean? Oh, commentator. Okay, so this is on, the Jim this, Ross Award. It better be. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Nice. Yeah. This this is the Jim Ross Award. Uh, but it's, it's just some interesting ones to throw out there. 2013 and 2014, William Regal won the award. Oh my god. So what, for <laughs> saying, oh, it's a, it's a, be- it's a beautiful dropkick by Adrian Neville there. Be- beautiful piece of work. His footwork is just so crisp and crunchy. What did he commentate on? Was he an NXT, NXT commentator? He was an NXT commentator with, um, oh, what's his name? I think him, Graves, and Phillips in NXT, I think. 
I, I watched NXT religiously in 2014, and I do not remember that. That is it's like 2014. I remember, I remember getting clips of my Sasha Banks like video way back, and like Sasha Banks is coming out in like the, the like the really old NXT in like 2012 and 13. You know, William Regal being like, "Oh, she's going to be a star of the future in NXT." Well, it's like, oh, okay. Wow, that's bad. And then Mara yeah. won it in 15, 16, and 17. Uh, Mama Mia! <laughs> yeah, it's expected. Kevin Kelly won it in, in 18 and 19. Right. There's that. Yep. Uh, let's see. Worst television announcer there, John. Well, this should be the Michael Cole Award. It is. Surely. Michael, Michael oh, Cole. Yes. Well, actually, this is, wow, this is very sad. Michael Cole is tied with Gorilla Monsoon with six. That's wow. That's actually sad. What, that could... what, did, what did Gorilla Monsoon do so badly wrong? He was he wasn't being like, hey, guys, go, go on Twitter, guys. Like, that... come on. Yeah, he said, "Oh, that's a that's a, he, his iconic line: the punch to the bread basket." Like he was good. He was able because he tried. He he had, he was tasked with the job of making psycho off the wall conspiracy theorist Jesse the Body Ventura fall in line during a live broadcast, not go off the rails. Therefore, he was just... Gorilla Monsoon was evil, pal. Evil. Hey, here's a funny narrative one. So, Taz won Best Non-Wrestler in 2020, but he won Worst Commentator in 2013. So that there's one <laughs> for the narrative. <laughs> and what was Taz commentating in 2013? Impact? Yes, Impact, yeah. Okay, right. And, oh, and, uh, yeah. and what made him Best Non-Wrestler in 2020? Him screaming mocks into the camera. Yeah, uh, screaming up, Brian Cage, Will Hobbs is coming for you. Right. Yeah, Cole Cole won this in 09, 10, 11, 12. Those are the the coal mine, the coal mine years. The coal mine, kind of the maz, yeah. Oh, our our guy, uh, (laughs) Maggle. Maggle won it in 2014 and 15. That's a joke. He should have been best commentator in those years. No one did it better than John Bradshaw Layfield in that time period. Yeah, instead, 2014 was was William Regal. Well, the best commentator in 2014 2015. Uh, best commentator in 14 was was Regal, and 15 was Morrow. And- William Regal in 2014. Oh, Bo Dallas. He's a very bright future ahead of him on the main roster, Bo Dallas. And Morrow was exclusively doing New Japan, and he won this award. Ridiculous. Well, of course. Morrow in New Japan, that's like a dream come true. There you <laughs> go. 2016 was David Otunga. I unanimously agree with that. David Otunga. Well, best commentator in 2016. No, no, worst. Worst commentator. I didn't, I didn't remember him doing anything. He just sat there. He was terrible. Yeah, he was the, four, he was the fourth guy on SmackDown when you had JBL bullying Morrow. You had Tom Phillips <laughs> out there. And you had David Otunga just sitting there sipping his coffee being like, hey guys, I'm happy to be here. David Tonga is a legitimate genius. He's gotten paid easily over well over a million dollars over the course of the 2010s to literally do nothing with WWE. Yeah, it's awesome. He's still he's still getting paid by them, I believe, to this day. He's still more he's still more ripped than most of the roster as well. Oh David yeah, Otunga. Oh, easy. And he's got the best name in the company, David Otonga. But yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, Booker T, 2017. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, it's what it is. 2018, it's what it is. Jonathan Coachman, 100 uh, percent agree. Yep. Uh, 2019, Corey Graves. I agree. Yeah. 2020, Michael Cole. Shock. Uh, it's here... boss time. Oh my! Look out! 